The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, episode number 25. Hey guys, how is everybody out there? Is everybody staying home? I'm sure you are. (laughs) I am... I don't even know how long I've been in this house, but I've been in this house for a long time. Um, Sick for a long time, kind of feeling better now. I know I said that last week, but then I got sick again and just, yeah, it's been rough, but it's fine. I'm in my house. My family's safe. We are just kind of hunkering down um, whenever this coronavirus stuff kind of goes away. This week, I am doing an expert interview with my friend Lisa, and she is the owner, um, founder of a company called Bump and Blend, so I got introduced to a while ago, and it's a smoothie company, um, super delicious smoothies, (laughs) and she is also a registered dietitian, so she just came on here to talk to us about some nutritional needs during pregnancy and answering some common questions. Very, very informative episode. Lisa herself, like I said, is a registered dietitian and she started this company um, because when she got pregnant, she was overwhelmed by not only, you know, the sheer number of nutritional needs to be met when making a tiny human, but how challenging it was to squeeze all these nutrients into her day. (laughs) The nice thing about smoothies is, you know, it's a smoothie. You just blend it all up and then you drink it. So she kind of made a mission um, to help other women, moms, soon-to-be moms meet their nutritional needs and nurture their symptoms in an easy, fast, and delicious way. I personally love smoothies, big smoothie lover, so I just, I love this company. So today we talked about, we talked a little bit about her company, Bump and Blends, and then we talked about some of the common nutritional deficiencies during pregnancy, like iron deficiency, something called pica, preeclampsia, and something called the DASH diet uh, in regards to preeclampsia. And then we talked about gestational diabetes and a few other things. So it was a very, very good episode (laughs) nutrition-wise. So let's get started. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where we firmly believe in the power of education when it comes to giving birth. Tune in each week as we dive into pregnancy-related topics, expert interviews, and a variety of birth stories. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now, here's your host, educator, registered nurse, and fellow mom, Liesl Teen. This episode of the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast was sponsored by Bumpin' Blends. Imagine customized smoothies to meet your exact needs. And for pregnant and postpartum nursing moms, those of your baby as well. Bumpin' Blends is an amazing way to get the nutrients you require while expecting and what your body is craving postpartum. This genius solution to help improve the many symptoms of new motherhood creates custom pre-blended frozen smoothie cubes that are delivered every two weeks. 
Each of their 22 smoothie blends is designed to support a particular symptom of motherhood, from pregnancy symptoms like morning sickness, swollen ankles, to postpartum needs like boosting your milk supply and mood. And also for the many needs of an on-to-go mom like energy and reducing anxiety. The process is super simple. Fill in your symptoms, your due date, or your baby's age, and your dietary preferences. Bump and Blends customize seven different smoothies specific to your needs and sets you up with your own 24-7 nutritionist. Your smoothie cubes are delivered to your door every other week. Pour a packet of pre-blended cubes into the blender, add liquid, and enjoy. The packets are even designed to be opened with one hand, which make them perfect for a mom juggling it all. Mommy Labor Nurse listeners can take 20% off of their order on bumpinblends.com. That's B-U-M-P-I-N-B-L-E-N-D-S.com with the code MOMMYLABORNURSE, all caps. I personally have these in my freezer right now. (laughs) And my favorite one is definitely the cinnamon toast shrink. I mix that with some milk and I even put an extra banana in there to make it like extra creamy. Super, super delicious. So definitely check them out if you are a smoothie lover. And now let's get into today's episode. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. Can you just start by telling listeners a little bit bit about yourself, your family, your background, where you live, all that good stuff? Of course. So I am Lisa Mastella. My family and I live in Los Angeles uh, with my husband and my daughter, who is a year and a half, a very busy, fun little toddler. Yeah. Her name is Caroline. Uh, Mm. I am a dietitian nutritionist. I went to school for nutrition. I got my master's in public health nutrition and then my RD up in Seattle. Um, I have a history working really across the board. I worked with uh, pregnant women and postpartum women. I worked with cancer patients, worked with diabetes patients, um, did research on intermittent fasting and Alzheimer's and um, really dabbled in a bit of everything. Uh, And then when I got pregnant, I thought it was going to be a cakewalk. I was like, oh, it's literally my job to be healthy. Um, Yeah. You know, this is going to be easy. And then I was overwhelmed with my symptoms. I was struggling to meet all the different nutrient requirements that were recommended for me. And so I turned to smoothies myself as a means to support my symptoms. Um, And I sort of concocted all these different smoothie recipes to help my symptoms. So if I had morning sickness, I made a smoothie for morning sickness. If I mm-hmm. was low iron, I made a smoothie rich in iron. And then at the end of my pregnancy, I just, I had all these smoothie recipes. My friends were begging for them. Um, and so I launched Bump and Blends. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so today guys, we are going to be talking, you know, since, um, since, you know, you have this company now and you're a dietitian, we're going to be talking about the benefits of certain ingredients on some pregnancy symptoms you might have. So a lot of people don't realize that if you're having certain symptoms during your pregnancy, um, it might signify that you're deficient in a certain nutrient. So we're going to talk about kind of how all that plays into the game and, you know, these certain nutrients that you might be deficient on and what you can kind of do. So the first one, and I think the most common one um, that presents with symptoms is iron deficiency. So I know you already mentioned that, that you would make a smoothie like based on your iron deficiency. So can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, iron deficiency is super common during pregnancy. And a lot of women, um, I mean, my friends, myself, Bump and Blend customers, even yeah. when I was a dietitian working in a hospital, you know, when you hear, oh, you're iron deficient or your doctor tells you you need to be taking an iron supplement, it can be scary and overwhelming when you're probably already managing other symptoms. Or maybe yeah. you're like, often in the second trimester, women are diagnosed with iron deficiency anemia and they're just like, wait, but I just started to feel good and now I have a problem. Yeah. Um, and so iron deficiency is, is really what it's described as low iron. And mm -hmm. so increasing the amount of iron you're eating is a great way to improve your iron levels. Um, the struggle with that is that I know a lot of women are either vegan or vegetarian, or they don't eat a lot of red meat for health reasons, which is totally valid as a dietitian. You know, I'm yeah. all on limiting red meat. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to iron, really meat is kind of where it's at. And you can definitely, there are very wonderful, healthy, iron rich foods like beans and lentils and spinach. Like dark leafy greens, all of that is really rich in iron and that's wonderful for you. But unfortunately, the body doesn't really readily absorb iron from plants. And so often women will be eating or anyone who's low iron will be eating tons of beans and spinach and, and cashews thinking that they're able to really increase their iron that way. Um, but most of it doesn't get absorbed by the body if it's from a plant-based source. So mm. One way around that is to pair the iron that you're having from a plant-based source with a source of vitamin C and separate from a source of calcium, mm. which is kind of complicated. So not orange juice, right? <laughs> not calcium-fortified orange juice. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. And so it's literally, I mean, it's the way it works in the sense of like when your body intakes calcium and iron together, yeah. you're not going to be able to absorb that iron as well. When your body intakes iron from a plant-based source on its own, that type of iron is not going to be absorbed really well. But if you can take the vitamin C and the iron together about 30 minutes or more separate from a rich source of calcium, you're going to get the optimum absorption from a plant-based source. So like if you're making a big dark leafy green salad with black beans and all these iron sources, make sure you're using like a lemon vinaigrette or mm. squeeze some lemon on there. Um, or like, for example, at Bump and Blends, we have several, um, several uh, iron-based smoothies mm -hmm. that are designed to support iron deficiency anemia. And so mm -hmm. you don't have to even think about the different ingredients you're pairing and not pairing. We do all that for you. And all those smoothies are going to be rich in vitamin C, rich in iron, and not rich in calcium. That's cool. Yeah, because I feel like they always say, I don't know if it's on the label, but I know that's something that I've heard, you know, from doctors who prescribe iron um, is, hey, like, don't take this with, with uh, orange juice. <laughs> like, that's just a common thing. But you're right. If it's, I guess if it's, a, it's a, I guess it's okay if it's not calcium enriched mm -hmm. orange yeah. juice. But yeah, that's just something I know I've heard of and now that makes sense. So yeah. So I guess the takeaway from that, guys, is like vitamin C, yes, calcium. No. So like drink your orange juice that does not mean calcium, but don't drink milk with it or whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's complicated, but also that only applies to the plant-based iron. Right. So if you're taking an iron supplement or if you're eating red meat, um, or you're good. Is really rich yeah. meat, um, then that's good. If you like a big steak is going to 
you're going to absorb that iron no matter yeah. what. You yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, the next one is a, a condition called pica. Okay. And I totally had this, um, this is when you want to eat things or smell things that aren't uh, food <laughs> or nu- nutrient-rich, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so mine, I always like t- to say, uh, was dog food. <laughs> it's so oh. weird. Like I'm almost like embarrassed to like say that. But I've done a post on it before where I would ju- I just wanted to like smell my dog's food while I was pregnant. It was the weirdest thing. And I don't know if it was, it might've been iron. I know most of the time with pica, it is an iron deficiency. Um, it might've been iron. I, I don't know, but I just, I really wanted to smell my dog's food all the time. And I know some people it's like laundry detergent or they want to eat dirt or they want to chew on ice or whatever. So if this is kind of ringing a bell with you or like setting off some flags, like, oh my gosh, this is a weird symptom. Um, what do you have to say about this whole pica thing? <laughs> it's weird is one way to describe it, but it's more common than you think. And there's such a range of it from harmless to really dangerous. And so something to definitely be on the lookout if you're pregnant, but ironically, like stressing about pica can like cause, like you don't want to stress too much about it. You kind of want to be like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Right. But you know, during pregnancy, it's not uncommon. Uh, to develop cravings for non-food items. Yeah. Um, I would say the most common form of it is ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of women say when they're pregnant, they just want to chew on ice. They just want to suck on ice cubes. They just want to munch on ice. Like they just mm-hmm. want to be chewing ice all day. And I think sometimes like in the first trimester, a lot of that could be, you know, you're so nauseous, you're so dehydrated. You just want to chew on ice. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But if you're like craving chewing on ice or dirt, laundry detergent, clay, sand, mm-hmm. um, dog food, whatever you're <laughs> craving in that way, your body's trying to tell you something. It's it's not like you're, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. You know, like you said, like, oh, I don't even want to say it. Um, it's not, your body is like yelling at you right. um, to like, to seek out something that you're not getting in your diet to support you and your baby. Um, and often the foods, not not foods that you're craving, are it's an indicator that you probably are deficient in something. And you're right, most common is iron. Yeah. Um, so most people who are craving chewing on ice or dirt or dog food is is a deficiency in iron. So addressing it with increasing your iron intake can help reduce those cravings. Mm-hmm. Um, another mineral is zinc is another really common mm-hmm. deficiency when it comes to that. Um, but really any mineral. So I think if you are having symptoms where you're like, Ooh, that dog food looks delicious, or I just want to smell my laundry detergent all day, <laughs> or, you know, you can't stop chewing on ice. Um, don't be frightened. Uh, yeah. if it's not edible, try your best not to eat it. Yeah. Uh, but, but go to your doctor, seek support, talk to a dietitian, talk to your doctor, be upfront and honest, not embarrassed. I'm sure they've heard it before and they can run a, a, a blood panel on you to determine what nutrient you're probably lacking and how to, how to increase that nutrient. Yeah. 
No, good tips. I know. I think I told my provider, I work with my providers, um, like it's the provider who I work with at the hospital. And I told them about that during my pregnancy. I was like, yeah, I just want to smell my dog food all the time. She was like, that's okay. As long as you're not eating it, she's like, you can smell it. It's fine. And yeah, it was fine. Eventually it went away, but I did want to add to that. Um, this pica is, it is common during pregnancy. Um, but it's also something that happens if you're not pregnant, you can absolutely have these symptoms and it usually means that you're deficient in, you know, some sort of, some sort of nutrient. So all right. Well, this next little topic we're going to talk about is preeclampsia. And this is something that I heard recently was um, the DASH diet. And if you're not familiar with the DASH diet, um, the DASH diet stands for Dietary Approaches to Stop Hy Hypertension. And this is something that I've heard recently that they're saying that we can start implementing this kind of diet if you have preeclampsia or you have risk for preeclampsia. So first of all, have you heard of that or you have anything to say about that? I, I do. I always have things to say. Yay. <laughs> um, yes, I've heard about that. And there is like some new exciting research around yeah. the preeclampsia. And I have a pretty firm stance on all things diet. Um, and and it's, a lot of people kind of don't like it because a, a lot of people gravitate toward, you know, a black and white solution. A, yeah. Yeah. Exact diet, an exact number to follow. Yeah. Um, the DASH diet is wonderful. It's so good for your health. I can't recommend it enough. Um, whether you have preeclampsia, whether you don't, it's a diet that emphasizes fruits, vegetables, low-fat dairy foods, like whole grains, fish, nuts. Like you're, that's fantastic. Yeah. Eat the fruits and vegetables. Eat the fish and nuts. Eat the whole grains. Like wonderful. Um, when it comes to preeclampsia, diet plays a big role. And following any kind of diet that's going to emphasize whole real foods, mostly vegetables, whole yeah. grains, low sugar, low red meat, you're going to see wonderful benefits, mm -hmm. um, both within preeclampsia and beyond preeclampsia. Um, the DASH diet has a pretty strict sodium uh, level. Mm -hmm. so aren't supposed to surpass, um, I believe it's 1.6. I need to double check, but mm -hmm. it depends on how strict you're following the dash diet. I see everything from like one gram of sodium to two grams, um, mm -hmm. per day. And so that's actually extremely restrictive. And a lot of research has shown that when it comes to blood pressure, preeclampsia, sodium, like it's not quite as impactful for everyone to mm -hmm. produce your sodium. It, mm -hmm much more impactful to focus on eating tons of vegetables and healthy whole grains and right. reducing red meat and sugar, et cetera. So to villainize one particular uh, ingredient like sodium like that and put those sorts of really strict restrictions on it, um, for a lot of people can cause stress. Yeah. And for a lot of people, stress can contribute to preeclampsia. Yeah. And so if you're stressing about following a diet for preeclampsia to the point where you're counting grams of sodium and milligrams of sodium and you're, you know, overthinking everything and stressing about what you can and can't eat, that might not actually be as beneficial as just trying to emphasize eating fruits and vegetables and whole grains. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, no, totally. Absolutely. 
that makes total sense. Yeah. I feel like when you put a label on a diet like that and you put these hard and fast rules, you know, the principles of the diet might be wonderful. The principles mm-hmm. of the are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, whole grains, vegetables, fruits, fish, nuts. But once you're following it to a T and not straying from it and stressing about it so that yeah. you can enjoy food, that's when you run into problems. So for preeclampsia, fruits and vegetables, wonderful. Fish, nuts, whole grains, wonderful. Reducing red meat, sugar, high salt sources, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you need to follow the DASH diet to the milligram? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I I would agree with that. And I think it's important to add, obviously, like talk to your provider before like incorporating this crazy diet. You know, everybody knows that disclaimer, but yeah, Yeah. no, it's just an interesting, um, an interesting piece of research that I've seen recently that just came out. I think it was this year that they said that it might be, you know, beneficial to implement this diet with people who have preeclampsia. So, okay, cool. Well, let's move on to the next one. And the next one is gestational diabetes and any regards to nutrients in terms of that, in terms of that. Um, and I know plenty of, I guess I work at a high risk hospital at high risk uh, they see, we see a high risk clinic, we see high risk patients. So we see gestational diabetes quite often. Um, and it's really not as often as I think it, it is, but I mean, it's still pretty common. Um, so let's talk a little bit about gestational diabetes and, you know, what you kind of have to think about in regards to your nutrition. So when it comes to gestational diabetes, I think one thing, um, everyone thinks about is sugar yeah, uh, and reducing sugar. And I'm, absolutely in support of that. I think sugar is probably the number one item to reduce in your diet. Um, and when it comes to sugar, of course, like the added sugar, the artificial sugars and sweeteners are crucial to limit. Fruit is something I think a lot of people, again, they kind of villainize and it's, it's not the same type of sugar um, in that it's paired with fiber. So Eating fruit all day long, probably not the best for someone with gestational diabetes, but I don't think it's crucial to completely cut out fruit from your diet because it has a lot of really beneficial nutrients and fiber. Um, But another piece of gestational diabetes and diet that people don't think often a lot about is uh, saturated fat. Mm. So saturated fat has been seen in a lot of research to contribute to and worsen diabetes and gestational diabetes comparably to sugar. I think it... And there's a genetic component here. Some people are more sensitive to saturated fat than sugar and vice versa. But I think, you know, following something that's going to be high fat, high protein, um, with lots of saturated fat instead of sugar is not going to do any favors for gestational diabetes. So similar to preeclampsia, I mean, it's, it sounds a little boring. It's not quite as like fun and sexy as something like the keto diet or anything right. like, Hey, vegetables, whole grains, fish, nuts, like some fruit and, and you're going to be in business. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. Awesome. Well, I know you talked a little bit in the beginning about, um, your struggles with like morning sickness and making smoothies and, you know, for morning sickness, did you have any other sort of ailments, I guess, during pregnancy in regards to nutrition that you wanted to talk about? Of course. I mean, what ailments didn't I during pregnancy? It's more of the question. Um, I I really feel like um, 
my pregnancy, I mean, people have had much worse pregnancies than mine. That's for yeah. sure. But yeah. I think for me in the moment, um, I was not prepared for how many symptoms I had and how intense they were. I, you know, from pretty bad morning sickness and fatigue early on to, oh my gosh, my ankles were so swollen. Wow. Yeah. Like the swollen ankles, the carpal tunnel, the low back pain, the trouble sleeping, like it, it was intense. And then postpartum, I had a lot of trouble with mood and anxiety and mm-hmm. um, bouts of depression and panic attacks. And so struggling with all those different things and being a dietitian, it gave me a kind of unique perspective on, I, I, I really dug into the research around how food can benefit those things and how mm-hmm. food is medicine. And rather than taking, you know, anti-anxiety medication or depression medication, how could I utilize food to balance out my hormones? How could yeah. I utilize food instead of Zofran for my morning sickness yeah. or um, different weird supplements I was given for my swollen ankles or leg cramps. And so turning to food was really empowering for me, mm-hmm. um, but also gave me a great opportunity to research how these different ingredients can come together and, and sort of make magic in your body. Like, um, for instance, trouble sleeping. Um, I struggled with waking up throughout the night, um, kind of tossing and turning, couldn't get comfortable, couldn't really wind down. Like as soon as I'd climb into bed, I would just start thinking like, oh, I have to get a glider for the nursery. And oh, we're, yeah. we got to price check different diapers and figure out what subscription I want. And like all yeah. these things that you shouldn't be thinking about when you're trying to sleep. And um, so I did some research and, and found that, you know, tart cherries have natural melatonin in them. Mm. Um, and then I was like, great, if I can get some natural melatonin from cherries, that would be wonderful. I could also probably use some magnesium so that I don't wake up with leg cramps in the middle of the night. And magnesium also helps with anxiety and stress. Yeah. And relaxing and everything. Yeah. yeah. Magnesium's but, great. <laughs> right. Magnesium's fantastic. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. For those pregnancy anxiety symptoms, I can't recommend magnesium enough. We need to have a whole podcast episode on magnesium. (laughs) Um, I was like, okay, I know I want magnesium. I know I want melatonin. And then there's some certain like herbs, like basil, for instance, has a lot of relaxing properties. And Hmm. so I was like, what if I could kind of make a concoction before bed that's natural melatonin from tart cherries, magnesium from bananas, and then some basil in there. And I literally just combined tart cherries, bananas, and basil in a smoothie Hmm. and and drank a big smoothie like that right before going to bed. It was magical. It felt like I had taken an ambient. Like I just felt so relaxed and calm and sleepy and it, it just worked. Like it felt strong and and, but natural. Yeah. Um, and it was something I could do every day without having to think twice about or research if it's safe for pregnancy. Like it's cherries, basil, and banana. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and it just, it felt really right. It felt good in my body and it worked. Um, and so now bump and blends has a cherry dreams blend and it's cherries, banana, and, mag- and basil. Um, and we have awesome. our customers say the same thing I did. Like, are you sure there's not ambient in this? <laughs> Um, so it's really, really wonderful to be able to support other women with the kind of concoctions or smoothies that I made when I was pregnant. Um, 
And it's even easier for them now that because of Bump and Blends, we we blend them for you. Mm-hmm. And then you just get these adorable little cubes and you just pour the cubes into your blender and blend. You add whatever liquid you want and blend. So it takes like 10 seconds to make and no mess. So easy. Anything. It's so easy. Um, and so now, you know, these women get to benefit from these nutrients without having to put in any of the guesswork or the measuring and any of that. So the Cherry Dreams one is really fantastic. That benefited me a lot. Um, and then the, the mood swing ones, like the fact that mm. certain complex carbohydrates when paired with just the right healthy fats can help balance out your mood throughout the day was a game changer for me. Um, especially like trying to, I was really nervous about weight gain during pregnancy. Um, mm. And looking back, like I can't wait for my second because I feel like as a mom now, I just have a totally different perspective on my body and weight gain. Yeah, but, and you just um, know so many other things. Like I feel the same way. I'm like, oh gosh, I can't wait. It's going to be so different. Like I feel like I know so much more. And like going into this one, I'm so much more informed, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, no, yeah. sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> no, no, but I totally get that. Like I can't wait for the second because I'm like, oh, I'm going to do so many things differently. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, I, I was like a little nervous about weight gain. So I didn't have as many, um, and I hate to say this cause I preach this all the time. I, if I had a client who was pregnant and I was their dietitian, I would tell them all the time to eat more healthy fats and complex carbs. But I think yeah. for myself being stressed about the weight gain piece, I didn't listen to my own advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I found like it almost paired like exactly that when I didn't get enough complex carbohydrates and healthy fats, I got moody and anxious and exhausted. And like, I felt out of whack and that kind of feeling during pregnancy, like you don't feel like you're in control of your own, um, body and like choices. You know, you get when you're pregnant, sometimes you'll like yell at your spouse or your mom or your friend about something silly. And then you look back and you're like, Whoa, who was that? Like, how did that happen? Um, often that's, that's your hormones kind of not getting the nutrients they need to be in balance. Yeah. Makes um, a lot of sense. Yeah. And so, you know, there's nothing that like a nice big bowl of oatmeal with peanut butter can't fix. Uh, in my opinion. So I, yeah, I created a bunch of bump and blends for mood swings and anxiety. And so we have, oh my gosh, several flavors for that. Um, that are really rich and they all have some kind of nut butter, whether it's like an almond butter or cashew butter, mm-hmm. peanut butter, and then plenty of oats and then paired with different um, fruits and vegetables that have the different nutrients that you might need to help balance our mood. Um, and I, I say that broadly because we have s- several different flavors for that. We have like a cinnamon toast crunch flavor for that, uh, blueberry, peach, cookie dough, peanut butter. I was going to say, I have the cookie dough one. <laughs> yeah, it's yummy. That's a popular one. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually, it's definitely our most popular blend. Yeah. Um, yeah, cookie, oh, that cookie dough blend. Yummy. I, I actually made that blend when I, I created the recipe for it when I was uh, craving. I was just craving cookie. I had intense cravings. And so a lot of our blends are based on the cravings I was having. So we have cinnamon toast crunch cereal, um, (laughs) thin mint cookie blend, uh, peanut butter cup, cookie dough. Yeah. We got good ones. Um, and then heartburn is another one that I think, uh, there are several Mm. concoct together to make a smoothie for heartburn, which we've, we've already done for you. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's important to add that all of these smoothies too that you made are, you have like, we've talked about pregnancy obviously the whole time, but they're good for like breastfeeding moms afterwards too. If you have some extra smoothie, you know, cubes left over from, you know, your pregnancy and you probably have ones that are for milk supply, I would assume, or maybe that you're making those in the future or something um, for, you know, breastfeeding moms. This isn't, you know, just only beneficial for pregnant moms. It's beneficial for breastfeeding moms as well. Absolutely. And actually, I would say most, if not half of our customers are postpartum or yeah. moms like toddlers. Like, yeah. That's the thing. Like once you're on, on our smoothie, I call it on our smoothies. Once you like, experience the ease of making a smoothie, that's going to be a balanced meal and keep you full and treat your symptoms. Um, once you've experienced that and how easy it is, very rarely do moms want to stop. Um, yeah. and so postpartum, I think is actually like even more important to be getting those nutrients. Cause when you're, yeah. resting, you're supposed to be getting like even more calories and fats and, and, proteins and complex carbs and your mood is even more out of whack and sometimes you're swelling and like I I felt like postpartum symptoms were more difficult Um, yeah I agree and I think it's the um the advantage to making a smoothie at least in your way it sounds like super easy easier than making you know, a sandwich or whatever, you know, whatever. I'm not saying to meal replace, but you know, it's like super easy. It's not anything that's going to take you like a whole lot of time because we know that you don't have any time as a new mom <laughs> and you probably can do most of it one-handed too. <laughs> Put, push, a, push a button on a blender. <laughs> right. Funny enough, I actually made sure that our bags are designed to be done with one hand. That's great. So- you can make a bump and blend smoothie in 10 seconds with one hand while nursing. And I've yeah. tested this myself. Um, you can be like nursing a baby with one hand and making a smoothie with another. That's um, so great. And so it's so easy, so fast, totally designed by moms to be specifically for moms. And so I think, you know, once you do, and then they're all also safe for kids and babies to eat themselves. Yeah. They're all whole food. There's no funky superfoods or additives or anything in them they're completely whole food based and then when she was five and a half six months old yeah um because as a mom like you just have to come to terms with the fact that you're never gonna not share your food again (laughs) nope nope never Um, I have to like go and hide in my room if I want to like enjoy something without my son seeing it (laughs) We have a lot of moms like joking on Instagram all the time and sending us photos of like where they hid their bump and blend smoothies in the freezer. (laughs) One of them, like she put all of her bump and blends bags into a like frozen vegetable bag. (laughs) Her husband and kids wouldn't see the cookie dough and like peanut butter cup smoothies sitting in the freezer. That's awesome. They're so good. And the cookie dough one in particular is fantastic for milk supplies. So we have, we have milk supply for postpartum anxiety and mood swings. Um, and then we also have our lactation cookies for milk supply, which I don't yeah. need to like to our own horn, but, yeah. um, those cookies are amazing. Like they are not only some of the best cookies I've ever tasted, like including regular, not lactation cookies, but they are super effective. They can boost supply within like an hour or two. That's great. And yeah. I think it helps. Um, like I, I partner with another uh, 
company that does lactation cookies and their whole thing is like they want their cookies to taste good. And it sounds like that that's really important to you guys too, because if you're eating, like I've eaten, I mean, I had low supply with my son. And so I tried a bazillion things to increase my supply. And a lot of those things were things that I didn't really enjoy. Like I was eating something and I'm like, oh, like this doesn't, this little bite doesn't taste good. Or this is like just gross. And that play, like that plays along into your milk supply. If you're not enjoying what you're eating, if you're like disgusted and like, oh, I'm just going to scarf this down and it's going to help my hope, you know, hope that it helps my milk. It's probably not going to be as effective because you're not getting that feel good. Like mm, yummy. This, this cookie yeah. is so delicious. Exactly. And that's why I created our cookies. So yeah. one thing I found when I was postpartum and the cookies, just like the blends, I mean, they were born out of my own experimentation. When yeah. Pregnant. Um, I found that, well, one, yes, I tried all the things as well. And yeah. uh, one, I didn't find it really worked very well. Um, like I still struggled with supply despite eating all the different crackers and cookies and bites that I could find. Right. Um, I still was struggling with supply and I found that a lot of them were like, Oh, eat four of these crackers or cookies every day for a week and you'll start to see an increase in supply. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like when you're a new mom, you don't have a week. Like you need the yeah. supply right now. Um, and so I would, and because I like could not stomach them, like they made me want to throw up. They were so cardboardy and gross. I would blend them all up in a food processor oh. and then mix the powder with whatever smoothie I was drinking. Um, cause by that point I had all my smoothies that I loved and would make for my own symptoms. I would blend up all the different things in there. And then I would like still be able to taste that like really yeah. strong taste. Ugh. Oh, awful. And so I just started to, um, I would do it like a shot. So I would put the powder that I made and then I'd also put brewer's yeast powder, um, into a little shot glass with orange juice Ooh, girl. and just like hold my breath and do it. And then <laughs> follow it up with a smoothie or something to kill the taste. It was awful. And I was doing that like multiple times throughout the day. Um, it was so unpleasant yeah. that I started to like research these ingredients, research fenugreek. And then I was like, Oh gosh, I'm eating all these things with fenugreek. Great. Like mm -hmm. research, research how these ingredients work together. And I actually got down to my like organic chemistry days and started to actually look at the um, structures of the different nutrients that are supposed to help and found that a lot of these, a lot of these like, cookies and bites and all this stuff out there aren't very like available to use by your body. So mm. a part of the reason that they're so cardboardy and hard is that, or maybe dry is that they just, they put the dry ingredients in there and that's great, but it actually creates more work for your body to mm. break those down and utilize the actual galactical to utilize the ingredients that are going to help boost your supply. So your body's like working overtime just to get at the nutrients. And so what I did was research how to make these nutrients more bioavailable so that when you mm -hmm. eat them, they immediately start working for you. Um, and so in doing that research, I was not only able to turn those dry powdery ingredients into a gooey paste, mm -hmm. but by activating them, I, I basically like 
combined them with water and sugar and each other and then whisked them up and I let them sit and then added that paste to the dough versus adding the powders to the dough. And so mm. our cookies are gooey, chewy, pull apart chocolate chip cookies. They're not bricks. <laughs> what? I said they're not bricks. Like, like not many. Bricks. They don't <laughs> crumble. Like if anything, they like might break apart in transit sometimes because yeah. they're so soft. <laughs> yeah. They are just like gooey, like amazing. Oh my God. I, I like, literally want one right now. Um, no <laughs> longer breastfeeding. Still want them. Um, but because we make all the ingredients bioavailable, you don't need to eat four cookies for a week to see an increase. You can eat one cookie, wait two hours, and most women see an increase. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Well, this has been a great episode. A lot of like information about nutrients and dietary stuff and everything. Um, I know we've talked a lot about bump and blends, but can you remind listeners where they can find you on social media if they want to follow you? Absolutely. We are at bumpin blend. So that's like B U M P like a bump. I N like your bumpin blends B L E N D S. And we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, um, bumpinblends.com. You can find us in any of those places. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for joining me today. I think this was a very, very beneficial episode for people. Um, So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Are you looking for birth education? Did you know that I have two fabulous birth courses that are super affordable? Well, I do. Head over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast to take a short quiz to see which birth class is for you. When you purchase either birth course, you'll have full access to it forever. And that means it will never expire and you can access it throughout any stage of your pregnancy or for any subsequent pregnancies that you have. You'll also gain free access to my Facebook group, linked to the class where you can ask questions about your pregnancy, share your birth story after you give birth, read other people's birth stories, and get to know other members who are in the course. There is also a money back guarantee, so if you are at all unsatisfied with your purchase, please, please send me an email at hello at mommylaborers.com for a full refund. There's really no risk to signing up, and I promise you will learn a ton about what's to come when you give birth. As a listener of this podcast, you automatically get 20% off any purchase if you use the code PODCASTLISTENER. I've had tons of moms just like you enter these birth courses and have fabulous, wonderful, empowering births because they feel so much more educated about what's to happen. So if you are at all curious about birth education, again, I encourage you to go to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast and use the code podcastlistener to save 20%. All right, so that is it for this episode of the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. You probably follow me on Instagram because that's probably where you came from. But if you don't, head over to Instagram and follow me at mommy.labornurse for more. That is certainly where I am most active. I also now have a separate Instagram for just this podcast, so I encourage you to follow my second account at mommylabornurse.podcast as well if you want podcast updates. Again, that is at mommylabornurse.podcast. 
As always, you guys know that I also have a website where I have tons of articles all about pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding, newborn stuff, and more at www.mommylabornurse.com. I want to hear more from you on how much you love this episode of the podcast or how you think I can improve. So leave me a comment on one of my pictures, send me a DM, or send me an email with all the love. All right, guys, I will see you same time, same place next week.